When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 340, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and more. You send in the questions, and I answer them for you. It's like getting a free consult from me. As I always say, I want this to be a place of truth for you. To the best of my ability, I will try and give you the most current information based not on necessarily my opinion, and I usually try and tell you when it is just my opinion, but based on research. What do the actual data say about what you're asking me? Now, why would you wanna send in a question to me? What makes me so special? I have my doctorate degree in public health with an emphasis in chronic disease prevention and nutrition. I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist a certified exercise physiologist or personal trainer, same thing, and certified health education specialist. I'm also the chair of the Department of Nutrition and Basic Sciences at Bastyr University, California, as well as faculty at two other universities. Needless to say, health, wellness, sharing information with others is truly my passion. And so I thank you for sending in these questions. This is my favorite part of the week. Now, sometimes people tell me it's easier for you. You're in this field. It's easier for you to do all of these healthy behaviors that you're telling us to do. And I'm gonna say it's not. In fact, these past couple of weeks, I've been kind of spacing when I've been lecturing to my students. And I kind of had to announce to them, uh, I skipped lunch today, I had meetings. And so forgive me if my body is low on blood sugar, my brain isn't quite catching up. That actually happened a few times. I couldn't find the time to have a balanced lunch. It's gotten to the point where my students now ask me, Dr. Neal, did you actually eat today? When I actually said, yes, I had time to eat a balanced lunch, I don't think they believed me. They asked me, what did you eat? They wanted to know exactly what I ate. But regardless, it is challenging for me to always eat balanced, to find time to eat right, to find time to exercise. So I get it. I work at it too. And so when you send me questions, I can often relate to those questions that you're asking me because I've also been through it. I've had to make some of these changes. I had these very same questions myself, so I'm happy to share my answers with you. All right, that's enough blabbering out of me. Let's get to today's question as we optimize your life. 
Hello, my name is Katie and I am from the Kansas City metro area. Um, and I have a question regarding um, working out with somebody else of a different fitness level. Um, I am I'm overweight, but I'm working on getting health, you know, I'm slowly but surely rebuilding my, you know, uh, physical capabilities. Um, however, my mom is very, very, is very obese and so is my dad and I would love to work out with them because I know that that would be help, help them to get to working out. Um, but at the same time, I also understand that some of the workouts that are great for me might not be great for them. So what are some, what would you recommend for, you know, just something that we could all do together to where we could all get a good workout out of it without, you know, somebody feeling like they just suck or something. Thank you very much. Thank you for your question, Katie. First, I have to say, I think it's wonderful that you are involving your family and are collectively, as a group, striving towards improving your health and wellness. And like I always say, having that support system and that accountability, those are so important when it comes to sticking to these habits long-term. So congratulations on taking this first step. Now for years, my workout buddy and I would hit the gym every Saturday morning at 9.30. That was our routine. We were both really good at sticking to this routine. If one of us had to cancel, we'd be sure to let the other know. And so that social support and accountability was great for us. And it really helped that neither of us had any nagging injuries at the time, so we were able to perform the same exercises. And since we were about the same size, we usually lifted the same amount of weight. But then life started to happen. My friend got a new job. As a result, he ended up working longer hours and on weekends and began to skip our Saturday morning workouts. Then I got a new job but I was lucky because my employer had a ginormous gym facility on site so I could hit the gym every day during my lunch break. And so by the time the end of the week rolled around, I was so tired from working out every day, I started to skip our Saturday workouts too. Then when we finally did meet up again, we quickly realized we were at very different fitness levels. My friend had been struggling to find time to stay active where I was doing more than I had ever done before. So you can imagine, when we finally did end up hitting the gym together, I would be cruising through the workout, but my buddy would be struggling to catch up. I still remember coming home after working out on these Saturdays and telling my wife, I know I just spent an hour at the gym, but I feel like I barely did anything. I knew I didn't want to just stop working out with my friend, but the frustration in me kept building. So we decided to increase the intensity of my workout. By doing that, I would add some more exercises to the routine. For example, Say we were performing squats. I would finish my set of squats. Then, while my buddy was completing his set, I would be doing push-ups. Once he was done with his set, he would rest, and I would jump back in and do my set of squats. Then, repeat. Another example, let's say we were working on our biceps. While he was finishing his set of bicep curls, I would be doing some triceps dips, or maybe some squats, but just using my body weight, something else to keep up my intensity. Sometimes I would also add more weight to make the exercise more intense or perform more repetitions of each exercise. But lifting heavier or performing extra reps irked him because he thought I was showing off, so I stopped doing that. Instead, I stuck to doing more bodyweight squats or push-ups or even pull-ups in between sets. That didn't seem to bug him as much. So the bottom line is that there are many ways to adapt your workout routine to suit the fitness levels of everyone involved. Here are some tips. First, you can modify the exercise. Let's say you and your family are gonna go for a walk, but your family's walking pace is a bit slower than yours. Instead of walking with them at their pace, you can perform walking lunges next to them instead. Or, while walking at their pace, 
You walk backwards, carefully, of course. Walking backwards will force you to use a whole different group of muscles, and trust me, you will feel it. Tip number two, increase the intensity. This kind of relates to my last tip. This is because when you modify the exercise, you will often find it increases the intensity. But here's what I really mean by increasing the intensity. Let's use the same example. Say you and your family are going to go for a walk together. What you can do is, while they're walking at their own pace, you can jog or run to some landmark ahead of them. Maybe it's the next stop sign or lamppost, something like that. Then, while you wait for them to catch up, you can take a moment and catch your breath, or you can perform some squats just using your body weight, or lunges, or push-ups. All of these things will keep your heart rate nice and elevated, and you will definitely feel tired by the end of that walk. Tip number three, use a heavier weight or perform more sets and repetitions. If you decide to go to the gym together to add some resistance training, let's say, then you could always use a heavier weight when compared to your family members. Or you could use the same weight as your family, but just perform more repetitions. Or you could perform the same number of repetitions, but just add in an extra set at the end. You could also take shorter rest breaks in between sets. So if after performing a set, your family, let's say, needs three minutes to recover, you only rest for 30 seconds or one minute. But again, be careful here so it doesn't seem like you're showing off. The bottom line is there are a number of ways to accommodate different fitness levels and yet still feel cohesive. Don't feel like you have to stick to my suggestions, of course. You can get really creative with these. The most important thing, though, is to make sure everyone feels included, no one feels left out, and everyone feels good afterwards. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again for the question, Katie. That's another week of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you as always for listening every day and all the way through. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you back here on Monday where Optimal Life awaits.